0: What's up, traders? Anthony Crudelli here, and thank you for tuning in to the Futures Radio Show podcast. Big show for you guys today. I have three guests. Sean Smith from FTSE Russell, Rick Rosenthal from SIBO, and Russell Rhodes from EQ Derivatives. I always tell traders, go beyond the charts to learn as much as you can about the products that you're trading. Learn about the drivers, Learn about the contract size, the specs, really everything you need to know that's not a technical or fundamental analysis. I believe this is extremely important because as you're building your strategy as a trader, it's important to know what options you have in trading the products that you're interested in trading. Well, grab your pen and paper because today you're gonna learn a ton about the Russell 2000 and all of their products. Futures Radio Show is sponsored by CME Group, and in July, micro wti futures are coming to cme they will be one-tenth the size of the benchmark wti futures and will provide traders with a new tool to fine-tune their exposure to crude oil markets and enhance their trading strategies in an efficient more precise way to learn more go to com. futures radio show is also sponsored by trading technologies TradeStation, and footsie russell The Russell 2000 is a key benchmark for small cap U.S. stocks. Be sure to check out the e-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol RTY and micro e-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol M2K. To learn more about FTSE Russell and their products, please visit FTSERussell.com. We've got a full house here for everybody today. We've got Russell, Sean, and Rick. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: It's great to be here, Anthony. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm really excited about the show today.
2: Thanks
0: yeah, for uh, thanks
2: me. for having me back.
0: It's great to have all of you guys here. And you know, Sean, you and I talk a lot uh, on the show. And Rick, first time to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. We've had Russell here before, and it's great to see you, uh, Rick. And um, but, Sean, this is the first time that you and I are doing video. And I'm really pretty excited about that because everybody always talks about how great of a radio voice you have.
1: (laughs) I do radio very well. It's the video, you know, (laughs) his face, you know, it's, it's, it's made for a radio, but I'm good. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. And you know, over the past couple of years, I've talked a ton about the Russell more and more. And actually one of my recent guests was a former top 10 UFC uh, fighter who is now a full-time day trader. And the product that he chose to trade is the Russell 2000. I know he said that he trades um, the RTY and he trades the M2K. And when we were on that show uh, recording with him, Sean, it was just a week or so ago, I was looking at his charts, just looking at everything that he pulled up. And I was sitting there thinking and how much the Russell has grown. And something that you and I covered in the past was the Russell 2000 is a small caps, but they're really not that small. It's actually a huge market. and I'm seeing more and more day traders, myself included, trading it more and more. Russell may be small caps, but it's not that small. How really big is the Russell?
1: Russell's, uh, the Russell complex, the Russell indexes themselves is is really large. Uh, FTSE Russell indexes, there's over almost $18 trillion benchmark to to the FTSE Russell index products, 10 trillion to the Russell US indexes, and almost $2 trillion benchmark specifically to the Russell 2000. The market's huge.
0: Yeah, no, it's massive. And, you know, I'm gonna bring in Rick here, just for a quick second, because, you know, something that's really happening more and more uh, with with CME is adding the micros. Uh, We know how big of a launch that was. We had M2K launched not too long ago. And, Rick, recently, what did the SIBO just launch as well?
3: Well, uh, thank you for that beautiful tie-in. On March 1st, SIBO introduced a mini version of the standard Russell 2000 cash settled index option. And so we now have a size uh, that's one-tenth the notional value of the bigger contracts. So um, that market participants have the ability to trade the Russell 2000 that has a notional value of about 200, uh, rather than 231,000, it's $23,100 per contract. Um, So this has been something that we have uh, received some demand from from institutional market participants as well as retail Uh, we have institutional market participants that uh, find it a little bit uh, uh, difficult to work with a large size notional particularly for smaller accounts so they can put in their batch orders and then they can allocate uh, to their smaller accounts a smaller size notional contract and then the retail participants who want to uh, express a view in the market or even perhaps uh, trade volatility, uh, because the Russell 2000 index is actually a fairly volatile underlying index, Um, they can take the risk with a smaller size notional contract.
0: Yeah, Sean, I wanna go back to you because these products, these Russell products have really grown tremendously over the last several years. I know that you focus a lot on the derivative side, the future side, how much growth have we seen in the Russell futures, from the RTY to the M2K,
1: the the growth at both CME and CBOE Global have been just absolutely fantastic. You know, on a notional value, um, CME's product trades uh, close to twenty five to twenty eight billion dollars a day in notional value. That's a you know over two hundred thousand contracts a day trade in CME, and those numbers are huge. You know, on the CBOE. Sibo Global, the numbers are $10 billion a day uh, in options. So it's a it's a 35 to $40 billion a day notion of value trade. So there's a lot of volume going through those exchanges. Customers are having a fantastic experience getting in and out. But in most particularly, Sibo Global's products are showing some fantastic liquidity in this new uh, mini Russell product that uh, Rick's going to be
3: talking more about. It's really exciting to see. And no I-
0: to- Go ahead, to
3: man. add to, uh, to Sean's comments, you know, the Russell 2000 has been around um, since, uh, let's say, the early 90s. But SIBO um, had the, uh, the exclusive licensing agreement with FTSE Russell since uh, 2015. And during that time period, uh, this is a product that uh, traded on three of our medallions. So we had SIBO, C2, and BZX. With the uh, mini version, we wanted to do something different to uh, try to give the market participants a different experience. So um, orders can be routed to the mini contract either electronically or through a floor floor broker, a voice broker. Um, We have an open outcry market on the floor. uh, Believe it or not, that still exists over at SIBO. And so there's plenty of liquidity um, which can be traded on the floor or electronically. In addition to that, because this is a product traded in the same crowd as some of the other uh, ETF options and uh, fairly close to uh, SPX, um, we have a mini product on on SPX, XSP, and in an open upgrade fashion, um, customers can trade actually a spread between XSP and the mini rod so that that's an interesting new development that didn't exist before.
0: I wanna bring Russell in here in here to talk about the trading side of things. Russell, you and I don't work for the exchanges or the products, you and I trade these products. And you and I had a great conversation not too long ago on how you are trading. You trade, were trading the spread between the S&P and the Russell, great trade by the way. I mean, you were the timing of that was pretty good when you and I had that because the Russell took off. I mentioned that I'm trading the Russell Moore. I talked about how Nick Lentz, my previous guest. He's full-time Russell trader. You've been looking at these products for a long time. You know, one of my uh, concerns always is is that when you start adding too many products, is there going to be enough liquidity? I like to build a relationship with these products when I start to trade them. These products, the demand is there. I mean, you're out there trading them. You're seeing the same thing I am, that it's just, you know, there, there's just a ton of liquidity. They add a new product, and it's like, boom, there's people They're embracing these new products right away.
2: Well, with the new product, with the MRUD options, I, I think that the liquidity pool that's already there, you got to keep in mind that the the big Russell 2000 index options are trading at the same places that the MRUD options are trading at. So they can tap into each other's liquidity pool quite easily. Uh, and then having that hybrid format, uh, the day that we're talking right now, there was actually a 300 lot that went off in the EMRUT complex. It was uh, divided up into four pieces, but there was 180 and 100 uh, done back to back. You've got to assume that that was done open outcry open and wasn't just sent down there electronically. So uh, larger traders are taking advantage of the hybrid format right off the bat. Uh, these options have been around for 10, 11 weeks now. And uh, often you'll see an exchange launch something new. And then you go check in on the quotes and see if there's any trading to talk about. You don't see an awful lot and then it kind of withers on the vine. That's not been the case at all with the MRED options. Uh, I see a lot of short term trading uh, with these options at the retail size, but also some larger hedges that seem to be going off in block trades already.
3: You know, yeah. I can add to Russell's comment about short-term trading. Turns out, about thirty-nine percent of the total volume is taking place in options that have an expiry of two days or less. So then, there's you-
2: all there's always an option that has two days or less because there's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday options available. So, yeah, you know, typically, I think traders always felt like if you had just a one to two day outlook that you automatically were just kind of stuck trading the futures contracts because you didn't want to get involved in all of the different pricing parameters around options. But uh, when you get very close to expiration, uh, it's just the price change of the underlying that has an awful lot of influence on the value of the option. Uh, and I think that's you know just to back up with Rick w- what Rick just said uh, that that's why you're seeing more short-term activity in these options.
1: Uh, if I could jump in, just to add to to Russell and Rick's comments, these, con- these all of these contracts that you're talking about the MRO, the weeklies, the Monday, Wednesday, the Fridays—they're all cash settled, so there's no concern, and they're all you know, and they all exp- and they all can go to expiration, so there's no early exercise um, uh, risks at all. So you can't be assigned. There's none of that. So you've got a, a fantastic cash settled product. You've got short dated options, and you've got a nice small notional size that the trading community would be very comfortable with in a nice liquid volatile index. So it's, it's, uh, it, it's the ingredients of of a trader's dream to be able to trade something like this.
0: Sean, I want to stay with you for a moment. You know, I remember I'm bringing up Nick Lentz again, because he was doing a screen share and I was looking at his charts and he said that a big part of his preparation every day was looking at the drivers of the Russell 2000 and he had up some individual names and I was watching this and the whole time I was thinking about the conversations that I've had with you about what are the confirmations? What are the drivers in the Russell? And a lot of what you mentioned to me was the sectors. A lot of the things that traders should be watching are the sectors. You see how volatile uh, the Russell has been and, and how much it's, um, it, it really gained towards the end of last year. Uh, talk to us about what a lot of the drivers are and the things that traders should be watching, and when they're trading the Russell Two Thousand.
1: Anthony, great question, um, and I I am very uh, very uh, strongly opinionated here about individual stocks within the Russell Two Thousand are just a small uh, weight within. So an individual stock doesn't move the index that much. Yes, you have some some bigger stocks that are. Have some weight to them, the GameStop and other stocks uh, similar that have have uh, uh, been involved with the Russell 2000s uh, move. But you know the strongest weights within the Russell 2000 to date are healthcare, consumer discretion, financials, uh, te- technologies in there, but it's just not as heavy of a weight as it is in large cap in the large cap index. So there's. These sectors are, are what are really driving the Russell 2000's performance. So, you know, during COVID, once you heard the vaccines were coming out, the the Russell 2000 took off because there's a there's a strong weight of healthcare stocks. And these stocks are now doing well because they're able to provide services to hospitals and to, to medical facilities to something other than COVID patients. You're seeing all the headlines. Hospitals are now treating like COVID's like low on the list of of what hospitals are treating at uh uh, patients for so healthcare stocks biotech stocks tech stocks uh financials consumer discretionary have all been the big drivers so far this year and they were a big part of the component uh, for the last quarter of last year as well so i strongly recommend them just follow sectors uh, rather than individual stocks in this index
0: i want to bring russell and rick in here just in a moment but uh, sean just give us the the top uh, the, the top sectors to follow where, uh, what is the heaviest weighted? What is the, what is the number one sector to watch? Number two, number three, just give us a few of them so that the traders know really what's having the greatest impact on the Russell.
1: As of the end of May, the heaviest weights were healthcare, consumer discretionary, financials, industrials, and then technology. Those are your, those were your top five, uh, coming into the end of May of this year.
0: And how much do those rotate and shift in and out of who is um, the, the the leader of, of the index? We should say. Well, you've got a large you've got a large basket of healthcare stocks which add to
1: the weight. Um, uh, consumer discretionary is another uh, rather large basket, uh, but then they they seem to drop off in in weights rather quickly once you get past the top five.
0: Got it. Yeah, I, I was interesting stat that I saw about IPOs in the Russell and I think there was for a period of time the like there was like 6 or 7 in a row they were all healthcare. They were right? all healthcare. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, Rick, I want to get to Russell here in a little bit cause he's going to take us to the charts, but is there anything that we're missing before we go to the charts about these products? I feel it's important to educate the traders because no matter what your strategy is going to be, you want to know the best route for it. You know, where do I go to execute my strategy? And I think learning about these products is extremely important. Anything that we maybe missed here uh, in our discussion so far.
3: So I'm gonna add a little bit to Sean's comments. You know, the uh, the story for the past year has been the, uh, the reaction that the US economy has had to this self-imposed recession caused by COVID. And the recovery as a result, the V recovery. It's a US-centric story where you had stimulation from, the Fed. You've got um, stimulation from the uh, U.S. government. um, Low interest rates. You've got uh, you know right now very favorable tax treatments and a policy towards trying to help out small businesses. The small cap segment of the U.S. market U.S. public uh, equity market. Is really U.S. centric the vast majority of their revenues are derived from U.S. U.S. economic activity. Um, And because the constituents are small cap. Inherently there's more volatility associated with the small cap sector. Comparing the small cap to large cap for example we calculate a 30 day volatility index. Um, Most people are familiar with VIX. Which is the 30-day implied volatility on the S&P 500? We do something similar for the Russell 2000, called RVX. RVX typically has a significant premium over uh, the S&P 500. So right now it's about seven percentage points. So that uh, creates some very interesting opportunities for trading volatility. And uh, as I mentioned before, having a smaller size notional contract allows market participants, whether they're retail or institutional, to really get granular in terms of dialing up, dialing down the amount of risk they want to take or, or hedge. Um, and so I would I would say that uh, the mini Russell contract has the reason why it, it came out of the gate so strong. It's the right product that was launched at the right time. The uh, the Russell 2000, as I said before, uh, was the leader in the recovery. It's up 84% over the last year. It led all the other popular indexes. And so there's a, it's very efficient to uh, express a view, long or short, trading a an options uh, contract. And the Mini Russell has been fantastic for that. And alternatively, if you want to uh, take advantage of uh, trading volatility, with a Monday, Wednesday, Friday expiration, you can really get granular in terms of whether you want to, you know, harvest uh, premium or, uh, you know, generate alternative uh, sources of income.
0: Russell, I'm gonna to go to you because we're gonna to go to the charts here in just a moment. And like I said, head to, to you, and uh, when we, we spoke during COVID, you and I, and we talked about your trade, and I was actually in it for a little bit. I, I puked it early. That's ca- kind of the story of my life there, Russell. But um, <laughs> I, long Russell, short S&P, I believe it's extremely important always to understand the environment and and why someone would uh, take that trade. You explained that very clear to a lot of our listeners, got a lot of great feedback. Today, when we go to the charts, what environment are you seeing right now and what are we going to look at when we go to the charts?
2: Well, I'm gonna show, it's, it's kind of funny because I'm gonna give you a bullish argument for the Russell 2000 and I'm gonna show you a bearish trade. Uh, but just, <laughs> I, I did want to coattail a little bit on what Rick was saying. As we're sitting here, uh, we just came out of a G7 meeting where there was this agreement that there was gonna be like a global minimum 15% uh, tax on businesses. Well, that is gonna, it, it, one of the ideas there is that is gonna uh, cause, firms not to consider moving offshore as much as they have in the past, I consider that a positive for businesses in the US. And uh, the first trading day after the G7 was over, uh, the Russell 2000 outperformed quite nicely. And you didn't, because there are a couple of steps to that. You don't hear that on the business networks. I I think they're afraid, and I know from speaking to people on the business networks that they're afraid they're gonna start confusing and losing uh, viewers if they try to get too much in the weeds. Uh, But whenever you hear some sort of global macro news, think to yourself is it good for a company in the United States or is it bad for a company in the United States and then your next thought or the next thing you should do is take a look at the uh, Russell 2000 chart and see if maybe it's being fully discounted yet or not
0: yeah I mean I look at my personal trading I'm almost only trading the Russell and the Nasdaq now I think that for the environment that we're in they're far better products to be trading uh for at least my style and strategy but Hang tight, traders. We're going to be back in 45 seconds and we're going to look at the charts with Russell, Rick and Sean. Hang tight. Replace your exchange with TradeStation Crypto. Dealing with multiple exchanges is complicated and it takes time,
2: except with TradeStation Crypto. Because we are not an exchange. We are a broker. You have access to multiple pools of liquidity. All in one platform, in one account, one way. Trade crypto your way. Plus, earn interest on your eligible cryptocurrencies. Get started in one click.
0: Trade the global markets with Trading Technologies. TT is the world's fastest commercially available futures trading platform. Now with integrated tools for advanced options trading, cryptocurrencies, and trade surveillance. Learn more at TradingTechnologies.com Welcome back, traders. We have Russell, Sean, and Rick still with us. We've got the chart ups, uh, the charts up. If you guys are listening to this on audio, uh, Russell will give me, uh, these two screenshots of the things that he's showing here. So you can go to the post and download them, uh, to follow along. You don't need to go to video, but if you want to go to video, you can go to anthonycredelli.com right now or YouTube. Uh, but Russell, uh, we had a great conversation, uh, at the beginning, talking about all of the different products available for traders to trade. And we talked about the environment and, and how a trader looks at the different products and then chooses which one is best for them and you know how they want to go about trading their strategy in, in the Russell. What are you seeing right now in the markets and, and how are you trading them?
3: all right well we
2: are we're talking on on june 7th and the the russell and the uh, mini russell outperformed the other major market indices in the u.s uh pretty strongly and i do think it's in reaction to some things that came out of the g7 Uh, so the chart i pulled up and then i'll show you the trade i did in reaction to it uh we we had a a nice move from the russell uh, to begin the week uh this charts from about 30 minutes left in the trading day and you can see that it's kind of like, a, I, I think of these as kind of whack-a-mole trades uh, where, where any indices has been popping up and then it, it looks like it's gonna fade back down. And if we repeat the pattern from just about four or five weeks ago, uh, then we should see uh, the MRUT under 230 over the next couple of days. Today's a Monday, so I actually used Wednesday options to trade this. And what he did, next slide, I'll show you the actual trade uh, on June 7th. This is a Monday with the uh, mini Russell at 232.10. Uh, I sold the Wednesday, June 9th. 230 call for 230, and then bought the 235 call and went up five points for 10 cents. Uh, that's a credit of two dollars and 20 cents. This is a trade. This is a trade that I actually did because I knew I was going to be coming on with you and it. The opportunity presented itself, uh, and then th- there's a risk to this trade to two, of 280, but that would involve the uh, the Russell 2000 move following through over the next couple of days. And just to flip back again one second, you can see that uh, we've had several moves in the past few weeks where uh, we've kind of uh, had a strong push higher and then somewhat of a reversal, and been kind of in a a range bound situation i know fading uh trends is pretty difficult especially in the futures markets but one of the nice things about this trade right here is if some really bullish news for the u.s economy comes out and the russell gaps one or two percent tomorrow uh, i know how much i can lose on the trade i know exactly how much i can lose on the trade and it's 280 with a move up to 235 or above at expiration on Wednesday. Uh, What I do think is gonna happen is the left side of this payoff diagram where both options will expire with no value and I'll realize a profit of 220, which is the credit that I took in on the trade. Uh, We talked earlier about cash settlement. Uh, This is a trade that I would not have done with ETFs First off, there's, there are not ETFs available that are expiring on a Wednesday, but I already know that I am going to be in a meeting on the close this coming Wednesday. And because of cash settlement, I'm not really concerned about not having access to the market, not ha- not having to manage the trade as we go into expiration, because if this were done with ETF options and uh, one leg was in the money and the other leg was not was not in the money, I would actually end up with a position in the underlying ETF the next morning which is not something that I intended to do here. The whole intent for the trade is for the mini Russell to be under 230 at expiration two days from today.
0: What set up, uh, if you could maybe go back to the chart and we'll go back to the chart and what set this up? Was it technicals? Is it, uh, you just think that uh, the market right now is just range bound? What, What set up your decision for this trade and then also your choice, I think you explained it a little bit as to why you went to the options, but <laughs> a, a, talk a little bit more about that.
2: Well, I, I always trade options, so that, <laughs> that one answers that right there. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the, the idea behind this one uh, really is just a repeat of what we saw back in late April. And then uh, to a higher extent, uh, we, we bumped up against 235 and then came off uh, back in mid-March. Uh, so it just seems like we've we've had a lot of backing and filling. Uh, over the past few months. And uh, we're in the summer months where you tend to have a little less volatility and, and uh, trends don't tend, tend to push as far as they normally do. And uh, you know, maybe the fall or at the beginning of the year. So uh, that, I think that was a, a big part of the thinking as well is just that we've been range bound. We're at the upper end of the range. Um, I, I was considering the trade and then we pushed uh, an extra 40 or 50 cents into the close. Which, which really made me pull the trigger on this trade. I thought I was gonna wait until tomorrow and maybe do it on the open to see where we were at. But uh, as we pushed just a little bit higher, I felt like maybe I should go ahead and take advantage of uh, using two day, two day options for what I think will be a reversal over the next couple of days. And it's very much of a short term trade, uh, very technically oriented. Uh, fundamentally, I think, I, th- I think the Russell 2000 still has a ways to go relative to the other um, market indices in the U.S.
0: So bottom line is the environment is you think we're range bound and then what you do is you look at uh, what's done on the chart and then you say to yourself okay what's the best way to capitalize if I think we're going to be in a range bound market. I think for day traders this is extremely important. I mean Mm -hmm. we go back to that trade where we talked about why you were along the Russell versus the S&P is because you thought purely because of performance. Now that we've gone into summer months. You look at the chart, you could see that we're range bound. This is when a lot of traders get chopped up, myself included. And I look at these charts and say, you know, a lot of times I don't trade them. And I just, I really believe that we would be range bound, but how do I go about doing it? And the way you go about doing it is by using that spread in options. Mm-hmm.
2: And just w- one last kind of piece of information here. There, there are only a few um, economic numbers that we really do focus in on uh, especially right now it'd be anything that's inflationary oriented and of course the employment number we just got the employment number behind us last Friday. uh, So I don't think there's any big piece of news that's going to come out uh, that's going to add to the move that we got today over the next couple of days.
0: I want to bring the guys in now Sean and Rick, you know, uh, we'll start with you Sean, you know, we've talked about this so much Sean, where it is uh, you working with FTSE russell and bringing forth products on the exchanges for traders to be able to execute their strategies you were a trader you listen to the traders you listen to the clients uh, and you bring forth these products and we mentioned today that they are very liquid and i'm just curious from your side on the FTSE russell side How are you, how does it all get to the point where you guys start to develop these and know that you're going to actually have the liquidity behind them? Right. Because I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier that my biggest fear always has been, is that when a product gets too many different, you know, we have micros, minis and these different things, um, but that maybe it becomes too thin in the product that I'm trading. That's not the case. It's it's actually being used across the board and it's actually growing across the board. How does that work on your side before you actually pull the trigger and, and bring forth these products? Uh,
1: another great question, Anthony. You know, it's, uh, it's a very interesting evolution when it comes to indexes evolving uh, to uh, various products within the financial ecosystem. So you have an index, uh, someone starts watching the performance of the index, and then there's a desire to create a security product on it. So you'll see, uh, an ETF being once an ETF, uh, uh, is established. Then they they, they track the assets under management, who's, who's investing, how much is invested, how diverse is that investor community? That and there's the whole desire. Once the product gets to a, a rather large. Uh, uh, investor base. There's the need for what's called risk transfer. So that's the ability to have a large position and be able to offset that risk, hedging it with a product known as a derivative, uh, which has a larger notional value. That's why you, you heard Rick say earlier that their Russell options have a notional of value of you know uh, over two hundred thousand dollars per contract. CME had the same had the same with their futures contract. And they cre- created a mini Russell, and now a micro. So it's uh, now the micros and the minis are the, the predominant tr- uh, uh, products of trade at CME. And the and mini Russell, EMRUT uh, at SIBO is just taking off. It's, it's about client demand and the client base in the investor community, along with the client base that is has grown to not only these big, large institutional investors, but the the retail client is now very very active in the market, and they're looking for more. They're looking. They're hungry to trade. They watch these individual stocks, but then they realize they see the of Russell uh, up eighty percent last year, as Rick also also mentioned. But this year it's up eighteen percent, just in the in the early stages of twenty twenty one versus large caps, which are only up a little over twelve percent. So you've got you've got uh, index performance. You've got uh, uh, risk transfer desire um, and then you have uh, the ability of our exchanges to create these derivative products based on our indexes based on their performance based on the uh, uh, amount of money uh, assets under management that one need the hedge but two need these large notion of contracts to just equitize into the market so there's a whole ecosystem around trading and around product creation and around uh, derivatives being uh, created for these products, and in terms of these the Russell products, you know they have uh, these different slices. You know, initially, the smaller slices were for a smaller investor, but we're finding out that large investors are also very interested in granularly hedging their portfolios options traders are looking to granularly hedge their options trade with these smaller notional futures contracts as well and they're granularly trading their exposures just trading the options themselves on Cboe global so there's i mean no matter which, no matter which way you look at it the exchanges are just creating fantastic products for the entire customer base so everybody has and, and it's just amazing the liquidity that we're finding in these products as well
0: Yeah, I'm going to go to to Rick here now. And first, Sean, uh, thank you so much for explaining that. It's always good to know behind the scenes what's going on, how these things evolve. And, you know, Rick, I, I want to go to you. And hearing Sean talk about this, what I'm so impressed with about all of the new products that are coming out, the different size products these days, when you have the micros, the minis, and the regular products, and you're seeing growth across the board, growth across all the exchanges, is that volume is benefiting volume across the board. And one other thing that he mentioned, and I'm curious to see what you think about this on the exchange side is, he said that a lot of the, the bigger professionals are basically looking to more precisely hedge stuff, Uh, So they're looking to use, you know, getting more granular, as Sean put it, Uh, and also the embracing of retail, which we all know has become a huge part of electronic trading since the beginning of COVID and even longer. It's it's something that's been it's been slowly coming. And now I think it's just kind of exploding. So, Rick, just just thoughts from you on all this.
3: You know, you're absolutely right. The, The past year, we've seen tremendous growth in retail participation, particularly in options. And Uh, Not only that, but uh, we're starting to see, um, I'll call it the democratization of the market where you've got um, influences from the social media segment um, that seem to drive trading ideas and and activity, um, which is a phenomena that's relatively new. But getting back to uh, some of the points that Sean made. The the purpose for these types of products is to manage risk or to take risk. And so uh, the Russell 2000 represents a market segment that inherently has more risk. These are small cap stocks. and But they also provide uh, opportunity to, to outperform the larger contract. So having that combination um, Really makes the Russell two thousand derivative an interesting instrument in and of itself because you can express a view efficiently with this pro with the mini Russell or if you look at the uh, activity in the uh, mini rut since the launch um, about eighty four percent of the volume is in puts and sixty percent in calls now. Typically, um, you'll see more puts than calls trade on the Russell 2000 because there's a concern about the higher risk. And for those who want to hedge, they're less price sensitive. So you look at the skew. The skew is very steep in the Russell 2000 products, which gives an opportunity to those who want to take the other side of the trade and provide, let's say, uh, uh, liquidity to those who want to hedge their risk. Those who are, let's say, underwriting the insurance can collect those premiums. And as I mentioned, with a Monday, Wednesday, Friday expiration, you can really dial down the amount of uh, risk exposure you want to take, carrying it for just a couple of days or a week. So, um, you know, it's really a fa- it's it's a fantastic uh, instrument for both expressing a view efficiently and as well as, you uh, Taking advantage of trading opportunities and volatility.
1: I, I'll jump in. I'm waiting to watch Russell Rhodes trade. The call, the call spread he sold now. So I'm gonna be all over watching this. And now I've got I'm always watching the index anyway, but now I I I feel I've got a little bit of Russell's skin in the game on this one. I'm looking forward to watching this trade.
0: You know, Russell, I'll go back to you. I always appreciate your insight and how you approach uh, your trades. And, you know, last time we talked about a longer-term trade, this time we talked about how I think, and what I really took from your trade today is, I don't trade options, but that's a great way to day trade or a short-term trade if you think we're range bound it's the fixed amount of risk you even said you know this is the whole scenario of what the entire risk is and i like that and and with sean and rick and having all the different products and however big or small you want to be there's liquidity uh, there's contract size uh, uh, of the products out there for traders to choose what best suits them and that's really what we're seeing in this environment now. It's such a great time for trading, isn't it, guys? I mean, it's it's unbelievable how much it's grown. I mean, I look at COVID and I say, if there's one thing uh, that I would say is a major positive when it comes to business and and things like that, is is the is the the, the futures industry. I think we massively benefited from it in the sense that so many people were introduced to our products, um, people at home, and you're just seeing. Uh, just more and more people come to our products, which obviously is great for all of us.
2: No, absolutely. And just to, you know, you, you were talking about, uh, everybody's been talking about how exchanges have done a really good job of, of creating new ways to trade. Um, I, I'm in the midst of academic work on that space, and I can tell you that anything that has succeeded has always had three elements to it. Uh, sufficient liquidity providers, which CBO is making sure that they're going that there are liquidity providers in the space. I know there's multiple market makers and there are incentives for those guys uh individuals that are going to use the derivatives for some sort of risk management the large trade that i talked about it was on the put side i'm almost certain that it was somebody uh, hedging out some short-term risk in the russell 2000 Uh, and then you need to have speculators you have to have risk takers in there that are that are just going to speculate in both directions and I, i think the environment that we're in uh the the knowledge level of even retail traders now and then just the size of this contract and people understanding that uh, index options are easier as far as trading goes when you don't have to worry as much about what happens into expiration. I mean, I put this trade on on a Monday afternoon. Tomorrow I'm flying out. I'm gonna be in meetings all day Tuesday. I'm gonna be in meetings pretty much all day Wednesday and Wednesday night, I'll see how the trade turned out. And I don't have to worry about it. I know how bad it can be and I know how good it can be.
0: Anthony,
3: Guys, when, was... you and I, when you and I were on the, the floor, uh, there were upstarting firms like Timber Hill and Blair Hall that introduced technology that nobody had seen before. And what's amazing, the transformation of our industry has allowed market participants to have the equivalent of that technology in their hands and and be able to trade uh, from their phones. And so it's really amazing how powerful uh, the tools are for the everyday trader, whether they're going to trade on a uh, let's say a TD Ameritrade Fidelity Schwab type screen uh, or from their phone, Uh, they have the ability to look at what is the fair value, what's the implied volatility, uh, look at the the, the technical analysis and make a decision on the fly. It's amazing.
0: No, it is. I mean, and kudos uh, to all of you that work on the exchanges uh, or work behind the scenes with the products, Sean Uh, like I said it's just a great time for financial markets and it's weird you know this is my 20 something year in this business and it was like for I would say almost like a decade it just felt like nothing really changed and now we're at this time where things are changing so fast it's it's pretty incredible and like I said it's just it's great news for us gentlemen I can't thank you enough you know how much respect I have for all of you guys you guys do wonderful things for our industry uh, from Sean to Rick to Russell, um, appreciate you guys so much. Everybody listening, I'm gonna put a drop down uh, for where you can learn more about each one of these guys. Uh, so no matter where you're listening, whether it's YouTube or iTunes or anywhere, um, there'll be links to to this, and we'll also have the the charts that Russell went over uh, today and there. And all I could say is thank you guys, thank you guys for everything you do, and thank you so much for joining me on Futures Radio Show.
1: Anthony, great to be here. Uh, Rick, uh, Russell, great to be with you on the show as well. Uh, Really enjoyed
0: it today.
2: Thanks a lot for inviting me out once more.
3: (laughs) Thank you very much, it was a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Never miss an episode. Go to anthonycrudelli.com and get on our email list for show notifications and for free content that is exclusively for subscribers. Also on AnthonyCrudelli.com, you will find tons of videos and education on trading futures, options, and crypto. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Opinions expressed are solely my own and my guests, and they do not express the views or opinions of my sponsors. Future's Radio Show is produced by Crudelli Productions.